is the Sluggo. Slant and go. Fellas, I've been looking for that dope hat that I didn't buy in Vegas. I've been looking for it on the internet. I find all kinds of different dope hats, but not that one. And that was so classic with that big giant plate on my big giant head. Um, and I can't find it. So I'm going to have to go back to Vegas. And, uh, <laughs> That's a perfect excuse, I think. <laughs> Sorry, Casey, I didn't mean to bore you. Um, right. but, that was um, a big yawn last week. The hiccups <laughs> today, the yawn. Like I don't know what the heck's going on here. <laughs> uh, hey, Casey. By the way, uh, the first over under of the year, your inbox over under four hundred seventeen irate emails. <laughs> under, under, under. <laughs> this week, this week. <laughs> under. I thought I thought about you because you told me uh, I think on the text one time you're a, you're a guy that likes to like me likes to have zero next to the unread messages and the yep. emails and that kind of thing. And I said, yep. poor Casey. Last week I think you said you had 542 emails, so you're just a bit outside. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I've been able to keep up with them, and so the the good news is uh, as as many times as people say Miss Cregan to me in emails because they don't know me. Uh, I have e equal amounts of people that say, thanks so much for the quick response. So we're, we're, we're kind of my company, my partner and I, uh, we kind of have this thing that we want to make sure that we get back to people quickly and stuff. So yeah, there's not a lot of, there's a zero, there's all zeros on my phone tonight. So, all right. Well, I'll see if it's I can only Wednesday. That. Yeah. It's only Wednesday and school is sure. just, you know, they're just getting underway. So I'm sure somebody will find something you did wrong pretty soon. And if not, your wife will mm. make sure to, to, to point something out. Um, <laughs> Zach, Locks, Zach Locks Parker does not have his Dr. Locks shirt on, even though we're yeah. going to do some picks for fun this week. I like that shirt. You're wearing much better. The hat, yeah. But okay. yeah it's National League. You know? I mean, not bad. I mean, it's the defending champs, my people. Yeah. And I'm honoring JJ here tonight. Um, there you go. The COVID brothers, uh, <laughs> the the two guys with the COVID stench, uh, me and JJ are rolling. Kevron oh, checks in, says good evening. Kevron. It's showtime for Clemson football next week. Kevron, next week we're just going to have some fun tonight and roll with uh, week zero, which I spell it W E A K, not because I was educated in South Carolina. But because the schedule is weak, did you see what I did there, fellas? Did. My wife saw what you did too when I, I turned that <laughs> out. She's like, "Why is it spelled like that?" I said, "Let me show you the games." Oh, now I get it. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I appreciate that because I spend hours and hours naming mm. these shows, thinking up ideas. You know, keeping it keeping it real and keeping it live. All right, last week, fellas, we did not we did not choose conference championship. We might have talked about it a little bit, but we're going on record. It's not going to count for anything. There's no points on the line like we're going to have next week, or no uh, ring or belt or you know whatever. Um, just for fun, we're going to name our conference champions. Quick as you want, doesn't have to be long. We can have a short show. We just wanted to tell you know we got to get back in the swing of things. And next week it's for real, Zach. I know. Your I know. Championship belt is on the line. That's fine. That's fine. I'm ready to roll. Don't you? Don't you worry. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's start out with the ACC. Who's going to be the ACC champion? Zach, you're the uh, defending champion. Man, I hate saying that. Uh, you're the defending champion. You go first. Who you got? I mean, do we all want to just say it one time? It's, it's, I think it's probably going to be an unanimous uh, pick, especially on this panel that's pretty Clemson-heavy. I'm obviously just going to go with Clemson. I think it's just a no-brainer pick this year. Beef. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't go against them. I, I was looking yeah. hard at it, and, you know, Miami's the, the sweet pick, and NC State's getting a lot of love by some adults on Twitter that make lists. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm not really a big uh, – Big proponent of either one of those of those teams. So, 
I think Clemson's good enough to run the football. If if these reports coming about the, the running game and the offensive line are actually halfway through, this is going to be a run heavy offense with a little bit of little bit of passing. I I, I just think uh, Clemson's going to be too much. I think they're going to be favorites in most every game. Maybe not Notre Dame, but that's it. Yep, may not always be pretty, but I'm going to go with Clemson also. So Locks hit it right there. All three of us taking Clemson. Now maybe a little more interesting uh, choice here in the SEC. Um, there's two really really good teams. There are a lot of good teams. But the two at the top, Georgia or Alabama, who you got locks? I have Bama. I just I think that Georgia still has a lot of question marks. Honestly, I don't even know that much about them. And I am in the University of Georgia country. Sorry, Nelson, to disappoint you. Uh, <laughs> you should know better, though, for me. It's uh, not the first time you disappointed they, you know, Georgia lost so much. Uh, so many of their starters, especially on the defensive side, uh, I'm still not a massive uh, fan of their quarterback. Uh, I've said that several times. I think he just skates by and gets by, just does just enough. Uh, whereas Alabama has obviously the Heisman, uh, the Heisman Trophy winner, and uh, they just reload every year. So um, I, I just I don't see any reason to pick against Alabama. All right, and uh, it's funny you say that because I wrote an article for RubbingTheRock.com a few days ago about. DJ doesn't have to be perfect. Uh, Stetson Bennett was, I think, 54th in the PFF quarterback ratings last year and 48th in passing. So he doesn't have to be – DJ doesn't have to be in the top two or three with the defense Clemson has, much like Georgia had last year. So I see some similarities. If he can improve to get in the top 50, I think Clemson has a chance. We'll get to that in a couple of minutes. Beef, who you got in the SEC? First, uh, hi, Ingrid. Thanks for checking in. Yeah, hi, Ingrid. Um, Again, I I definitely, I think I've known on this show anyway to try to kind of bring something different to it. Everything I looked at, I was trying to get somebody from the East. It's not going to be South Carolina. It's not going to be Vanderbilt. I was like, okay, Will Levis is getting a lot of love at Kentucky. Maybe, Maybe Kentucky does it, but I just don't think they have enough. Georgia, I'm trying to go against Georgia this year just because their their schedule is not difficult. Um, sorry, SEC honks, it's just not. Tennessee's supposed to be there. They're another team that's getting a lot of love nationally, a lot of pub. But as long as they have a former ACC castoff as a quarterback, Brendan mm-hmm. Hooker, who's, who's in convulsions when he plays a big game, I just don't trust it. I, I'm long-winded diatribe word salad to say Bama. <laughs> well, we're all three going to disappoint Nelson because I'm also taking Alabama. I think it's kind of a revenge tour, which is weird to say since <laughs> since they played in a national championship game, right? Uh, but they were all beat up in that national championship game, and I expect bigger and better things this year from Alabama. And uh, so I'm taking them to win the SEC. The Big Ten, Locks, is it the hometown team for you, or are you going off – off the off the beaten path. I, I didn't even look at it. It's Ohio State. I mean, it's it's what we talked about last week. Beef and I were agreeing on everything. I think Marty, you pretty much were too. But too much firepower. Uh, not not. It's a standard Ohio State schedule. Uh, I just don't think it's going to be a big problem. The Heisman front runner on their team for at quarterback. So I, I think it'll be a hands down uh, championship for them this year out of the Big Ten. Yeah, kind of, kind of agree, but I'll get to it in a second. Myron Kell Brown says DJ or K just got to manage the game. The defense will do the rest. Mm-hmm. Largely agree with that. Maybe a little something in the passing game would help. Beef, who you got in the Big Ten? Well, just to, for that, real quick. I mean, if you look at Stetson Bennett, everyone thinks that he was a game manager last year, and when he needed to make a big throw, he was able to. I think that's that's kind of the recipe, maybe that we see for Clemson this year too. When they need to make a big throw, we saw DJ was able to do that a couple times throughout the year through some darts to Ingata, Bo Collins. I mean, you name it. But um, yeah, in the Big Ten again, I didn't look too hard. I was hoping that maybe Iowa would be better, but as long as Brian Ferentz is the offensive coordinator there, I don't trust them. It's Ohio State because I'm on record already multiple times saying Ohio State will be my national championship pick, and uh, I can't pick against them to lose again. I think they're going to put 70 on Michigan this year. <laughs> so we can just skip over the part where I ask you about the national champion. I'm no, also I'll, I'll tell you more. <laughs> you always I got more. Talk, Marty. <laughs> yes, 
you can talk. That's why you have 474 emails in your uh, inbox. I'm also going with Ohio State. Boy, we are really boring the crap out of the folks out there, um, all 15 of them, it looks like. Uh, yeah, they're just too good. I think they're going to be on a revenge tour, too. That's a team that lost two games last year. I picked them to win the national championship last year. Had no idea they would lose to to Oregon or Michigan for that matter. That's two games they you know they probably want back. But I'm also taking Ohio State. The Pac-12. Now this is one I really don't know who to. Well, I guess I really do. I'm not sure who to pick. I don't pay much attention to the Pac-12. Locks, who you got in the Pac-12? I don't pay a lot of attention myself either. Uh, we all know I like to fall asleep early, uh, which when most of their later games start. Uh, well known for that. It's kind of my mo. Uh, I, I, it's between, I, I would think, Utah and uh, USC this year. Um, I'm going to lean toward USC, just given uh, new coach, new coach, new quarterback, uh, breathing some life back into to Southern Cal, which is which is a, a cool thing, man. Southern, when Southern Cal is good, I think it's it's good for their whole conference. So. Um, Utah might have more experience. I honestly, I'm not gonna lie, I don't know a ton about Utah. I know they were good last year until they weren't at the end. So um, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and just go on a limb and ride with Lincoln Riley this year. Hey, uh, you you almost did that thing where everybody says college football is better when fill in the blank is good. Yeah. And my point on, uh, I responded to Houston, uh, friend of the show and contributor, rubbing the rock. He disagrees with that, and I do too, because everybody says college football is better when Texas is good. Yeah. College football has been great for the last 15 years without Texas. Without Texas. I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Nelson, oh, I'm sorry. Nelson says nobody picked Purdue. He's shocked. But here's the <laughs> thing, Logs. This was not a setup. I put my – probably can't see that, but I put my picks on this piece of paper – yeah. And I didn't even write the Pac-12 down. I skipped right over it. <laughs> I skipped right over it. That's funny. So, uh, Casey, you're up. Go ahead. Who you got? I'm going Utah. I just think Kyle Whittingham has something special going there again. Cam Rising, the quarterback there, is back, and he was really good last year. They did lose some pieces. They had a kid named Covey, a wide receiver, kind of do-everything slot guy. He did everything for them. He's He graduated. They lost some pieces on defense. But I just think they're they're at the point right now that they're reloading. And spoiler alert, I think the Pac-12 gets a team in the playoff this year. Oh, we're gonna get to that beef a little a little primer there. Jared Clark says, "Got to have an alpha receiver to step up and lead the 100%. whole core of receivers." I think we all agree with that. I do these yeah. clips, you know, and and put them on social media under seldom use reserve. And today was Sammy Watkins just juking a Florida State guy out of his jock strap. We don't see that much anymore from any of the Clemson receivers. I think everybody agrees with that. And Jared also says haven't had a big physical receiver since Mike Williams or T. Higgins. So and I think we agree with that. So health. I didn't write Need health, 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 health. Yep, Gotta stay sure. healthy. That too. Um, I didn't write down anybody for the Pac-12. I don't think it's going to be Southern Cal. I think they might be a year away. I'm going to go with Utah. I don't know. It's just a just a guess, just a guess because they play defense. So um, I think that's probably uh, as good as guess as anybody. Okay, the one I really don't know about, and I live right here in the middle of it. The Big Twelve locks. Who you got in the Big Twelve? Uh, this is the league I'm the most excited about. I, I usually am every year. I, I love these, uh, you know, midday track meets to get to watch while other games are blowouts. Uh, Big Twelve just just blows my mind every year so and i think it'd be interesting too you know uh maybe not well i mean it, i guess it kind of needs to be this year since oklahoma's going to end up moving to the sec but it'd be cool to see if, if venables can install a bit of a defense and, and get them excited to play a little defense it might flip that whole league upside down uh i think you know i know baylor won last year baylor's the first team to win i, I saw this uh to win the big 12 since oklahoma texas since 2003. That's pretty wild to think back. It's been that long. Uh, it really surprised me to see that stat. But I think it's a race between Oklahoma and Texas, as usual. Uh, is Texas back? You know, Sarkeesian. Uh, I he can he can call a game. I just I don't know if he's the best head coach for the for for that team. Honestly, right now I, I think he's a better play caller in the booth. But 
one thing I did see, Oklahoma has Oklahoma State and Baylor at home. I think that's a, a, a huge thing for them. Uh, and they also, I didn't realize this either, I, I, that they have the UCF quarterback coming in, uh, yeah. Dylan Gabriel. So that's that being said, I'm going to go with Oklahoma. Um, but I look forward to it. I think that it's going to be their downfall, which happens a lot with the Big 12, is they're going to beat the heck out of each other. Could be a two-loss team in the championship game. Uh, and it's going to hurt them when it comes to the playoff as well. But it's going to be fun to watch either way. Do not uh, – Casey let us know about Dylan Gabriel last week, and do not forget about General Booty. Yeah, um, of course. I would highly recommend one of those shirts. I almost hit the button uh, <laughs> because the general himself said, don't forget about your 10% discount, and now he's spamming me. I'm getting spam <laughs> from Booty. <laughs> I'm getting spam from General Booty. Uh, John Chancey says TCU is his upset pick to win the Big 12. Interesting pick. Beef, who yeah. you got in the Big 12? Uh, I actually had Baylor written down before then, and then I remembered that Colonel Sanders, General Booty, all these guys. <laughs> oh, wait, it's Spencer Sanders. Sorry, at Oklahoma State, the quarterback there, Mike Gundy. Uh, they did lose their defensive coordinator to Ohio State, but I do believe that Oklahoma State's going to going to win here dominic richardson's back for him for them at running back they got three-headed monster at wide receiver with Jaden bray rashad owens Braden johnson i just think they're going to be a tough tough offense to stop as any big 12 team is I, I like gundy i trust gundy i think oklahoma state wins the conference that it, he really should go by Colonel Sanders. So you'd have Colonel yeah. Sanders and General Booty. And maybe maybe somebody has a quarterback named Ryan. They'd have Private Ryan. You know, it that's the way to go. Myron yeah. Kel Brown says Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Utah, and Oklahoma. I'm also going to go with Oklahoma State. Don't know why. I just don't think it's going to be Texas. I think Brent Venables is going to. I don't want to say struggle, but but I mean, you know, uh, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know what Dylan Gabriel's going to be um, at Oklahoma. Um, I don't know. I just think they lost a ton. Uh, most of it's playing for Southern Cal, but um, they lost a lot. And it's you know, I heard a, I heard a podcast today ask how is Venables going to be on the sidelines? You know, he can't be what he's been for twenty years, right? He's going to have to change, and he's going to have to make decisions that he's not used to. To make it, and there's a learning curve. There was with Dabo. There, there is going to be with any new head coach, which is something to remember for Notre Dame. So, there you have it. Okay, we have the conference championships now. Let's talk about the playoffs. Who's your four teams in the playoffs? Zach Locks Parker. Uh, I'm going to roll with Clemson, Bama, Ohio State, and I think. I think USC with a win over Notre Dame at the end of the year is going to get them into the playoff. This is the number four team. Who? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Zach mentioned Baylor briefly, Nelson. He said, didn't you, Zach? Yeah, I mentioned him. You, but didn't, mention, I, you didn't pick him, but you mentioned him. I pick him. I mentioned him. But I think they lost, uh, they lost some talent on their team as well, so. Okay, Zach goes out on a limb and picks yep. Southern Cal to make the playoffs. Everybody out there who's watching, uh, let us know in the comments who you're going, who you're picking for the playoffs. Casey, the vegan Cregan, who you got going to the playoffs? Vegan. Put Chancey's put Chancey's uh, comment up on the screen because that's the answer. I won't. I, he just answered for me. That's the correct answer right there. That's right. Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and Utah. Well. He you, saw he cheated off of me. <laughs> that's the first time that's ever happened. <laughs> uh, you were very close there, but no cigar. I have written down Clemson, Bama, Ohio State, and Georgia. Uh, thought I'm about thinking, it. Yeah, I'm thinking um, Alabama and Georgia go undefeated and they play in the conference championship game and, you know, 13 and 0 and 12 and 1. It's the SEC and two teams get in. Nelson says Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and, I mean, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, and Utah. A little bit of a switch up for Nelson there. Okay, fellas, it's the big question now. Everything oh. rides on this. Who is your national champion, Jack, Zach Locks Parker? Jack? Zach Locks Parker. Uh, Jack here. Uh, that way, when I mess it up, you can't blame it on me. Um, <laughs> 
I'm going to go with Ohio State, as previously said. Uh, just a ton of talent. It makes me want to vomit my mouth just saying this. Uh, but, you know, try and pick winners. That's all you try and do. Ohio all State. Right. Myron Kell Brown says Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and Utah. Uh, for the champion, uh, John Chancey says Ohio State. What does Casey the Vegan Cregan say? Ohio State. Yeah. I, I just think with any semblance of defense, that offense is going to put up 50 every week, regardless. They're that talented on offense. And it doesn't. And their schedule lines up great. They have five straight games at home to start the year. Really? I mean, wow! Come on. Yeah, and six of their first eight are at home. So no, no real test other than outside of Michigan State, I think is, and they're at home, and Penn State's at home. So I mean, and then the Michigan game, which might be, but they're going to go scorched earth. I just, if if they're healthy, I know that's that's a caveat, but if yeah. they're healthy, Ohio State's going to going to average 50 points a game. It might be one of the most electric offenses that we've ever seen in college football. Okay, that's what I thought last year, and they lost two games. So they have burned me. So I am I think they're going to be good, and I think they're going to play the team that Myron Kell Brown picks and I pick to win the national champion. And I also hate to say it. I think Alabama's on a revenge tour. What did Nick Saban say last week? They um, – Last year was a rebuilding year, and they made it to the national championship. <laughs> <My> <laughs> man. Uh, I think he's out to prove something this year, and the SEC and whoever they play, Texas is going to pay for it. <laughs> Everybody's going to pay for it. I'm going to go with uh, Myron and say Alabama is the national championship. I, too, hate to say it. All right. Heisman Trophy, Zach Locks Parker, who you got? I did a little reading on this. Um I felt just before I even started looking at it, I mean, I just felt like watching Bryce Young last year and then winning the Heisman, it was a no-brainer. I don't see why that should change other than the fact that there hasn't been a back-to-back Heisman winner since 1974, 75. Uh, Archie Griffin should have been – I think Tebow should have done it too, honestly, uh, back in the day. But that being said, the fact that they didn't give Tebow back-to-back Heismans, I just don't see it happening if it's at all close. So it's probably going to be C.J. Stroud from Ohio State, my obviously my favorite team in the world. Uh, I'm picking him for everything. Uh, but I did see uh, a lot of money just going on. Uh, Will Anderson Jr., linebacker, Alabama. Uh, so that's where all the sprinkles, as we like to say, are going yeah. right now. He has real good odds, and if he has a you know outstanding year, maybe there'll be some anomaly, and those guys will make a lot of money that put a little money on them early. All right, beef. Who you got? Um, I think I said this, <clears throat> excuse me, previously about CJ's job, but I'm actually going to go off the off the grid just to, just a little bit and say Jackson Smith and Jiba. I just think last year in that Rose Bowl game with five touchdowns, he's just electric. And I think he's going to be kind of the uh, – like the receivers at, at – at, why can't I think of his name at Alabama that won the, that won the Heisman. I think he's he's got a lot of him in him. Um, and so I think it's Jackson Smith and Jiba. Same Ohio State team, though. And here we go. Uh, Nelson, you not only agree with John Chancey, you agree with me. I'm also going to go with C.J. Stroud. Uh, like like Locke said, Locks, we think a lot alike. I don't I don't know why I can't beat you in in stupid picks. But um, <laughs> but uh, um, I we think a lot alike. I don't think they're gonna give it back to back to the Alabama quarterback. Stetson Ben is not good enough. Yep. Who's gonna throw? You know, uh, in Jiba may have 250 yards receiving a game, but somebody's gonna have 500 yards passing in about. 50 touchdowns at the end of the year as a quarterback for Ohio State, something like that, right? So I think it's going to be C.J. Stroud. Anthony Weeks checks in. Hey, Anthony, uh, and says Will Anderson, which is, as Locke said, it's a it's a trendy trendy pick these days. And um, with as good as I expect Alabama's defense to be, it's not necessarily crazy, right? They're going to get some – they're going to get a lot, a lot of publicity. Mm-hmm. Okay, fellas, it is talking season and uh, this week on a podcast, I heard something really crazy. It was the uh, Cover 3 podcast that Nelson loves so much. 
I think it was yesterday, the day before, at least that's where I listened to it. They called Quinn Ewers the star of college football. Quinn Ewers has handed off twice in his college football career um, and made a couple of million dollars. But that's beside the point for me, at least. It's not for them because this is what college football is becoming, right? It's not actually about what you do on the field. It's about your NIL and your uh, celebrity. And I just think it's ridiculous. And I think this this is setting this guy up for horrendous failure at Texas if they um, – you know, get crushed by like 40 by Alabama or something. I, I'm i all for NIL and, and transfer portal and all that stuff. I don't want to sound like the old man on the crew, even though I am the old man on the crew. But calling this guy a star of college football when he's handed off twice, to me, seems a little ridiculous. What's your take, Beef? Yeah, I, I think even there was rumors, and it's, like I said, it's talking season, so there's rumors everywhere. But there was rumors that Hudson Card was actually named the court, the starting quarterback at Texas, but then boosters came in and said, no, 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 you need Sark, you need to put Quinn Ewers in. I, I just think it, it's funny how these kids are put on such pedestal, and I use the word kids on purpose because it, it's it's ridiculous. Even on three, one of these new recruiting website news websites. Uh, that actually has some good reporting in there is is putting valuations on these kids so <clears throat> these kids are going they're reading their own press clippings as we were always told not to do back in the day playing youth sports and they're seeing i mean arch manning worth 5.1 million dollars a year or whatever i'm making up numbers but it's it's incredible that just like like you said he handed off twice he was highly touted if he was if he didn't reclassify he would be the same age as Cade klubnik so he was actually rated ahead, Cade uh, Klubnik. So may, maybe he's good, but he also could be kind of like a DJ Uyunglele in a way that maybe isn't as good as we necessarily thought initially. It's just it's crazy, and they talk they they um, they brought up the the other stuff too. It's just, and I, I get it. They're entertainment. We're trying to be entertaining too, right? Even though we all Ohio State. Alabama, Georgia. <laughs> Take a nap. <laughs> um, we're trying to be entertaining too, and I get it. That's what they're, and it's important, right, to be entertaining these days. But oh, what they, what the other thing I meant to say, Casey, was they they talked about the only reason they think Texas coaches planted the Hudson Card rumors so he would not transfer when they named Quinn Years as starting quarterback two days later. Um, <laughs> that's so, a thing now. That's a, yeah. such a thing now. I mean, yeah. who's who? Who would be surprised if Kate Klubnik takes over for DJ at week four, week five, and DJ doesn't immediately pull a Kelly Bryant and go into the portal? Like, I, I mean, there would, that would not shock anybody in, in the Clemson fandom. I don't believe. No doubt, no doubt. Zach, what's your thoughts on this? Uh, like I said, uh, setting set up for failure is uh, the. This is a real quote there, and it's unfortunate. If you'll, you imagine he probably doesn't feel pressure just because he hasn't had to feel it yet. But once he gets into that first game, and you know, he has however many fans are in that home stadium, hundred thousand, yeah, and he screws up a little bit, the boo birds are going to be coming out real quick. You know, it's it's too bad. I, you know, I'm. I'm not going to lie. You guys probably can tell just by when I talk. I don't know every person's name in college football. I I start to you know catch on to names at week eight typically. Uh, so you know my my knowledge of Quinn Ewers is that he's a transfer kid. That's all I know much about him. You know, there's plenty of other stars out there uh, that you know should be the actual stars of football that are proven that, that the media should be getting behind before we, you know, just ruin this young athlete that, you know, he, he may have a chance, but you got to give it, give him a shot. Don't, don't put all that pressure on him. It's brutal, especially in Texas, man. Set it for failure. That's the word. Yeah. And they are not known to be nice, whether it's, it's yeah. the fans or the 102 year old boosters um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, signing the checks, Red McCombs. I don't even know if he's still alive. Uh, Remember, Red McComb said yes. uh, Charlie Smart would be a great coordinator <laughs> when he was a head coach. Uh, Jared Clark says Texas quarterback also bashed Clemson on Twitter saying they wouldn't win seven games. I <laughs> politely ask uh, him to bet me 5K on that. Yeah. Well, that go? I'll, yes, I'll, put, 
I'll put 5K on that too. <laughs> I'll put five of Casey's K on that. Um, yeah, it, 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 I, I have a hard time. He could, you know, he could. But the best Texas quarterbacks have been the quiet ones. <laughs> Cole yeah. McCoy, even Vince Young didn't talk a lot until after he won the he won the championship. Then he talked, and he had every right to. But he wasn't a big talker. But that was so long ago. That was what seventeen years ago that. Things, things have definitely changed. That's what I'll say. And speaking of talking, North Carolina State takes umbrage and chuckled at the thought of Clemson being the best defense of the nation. Not internally. They put this, or somebody put it, on Twitter. Casey, you are our Twitter expert. Xavier Thomas um, begged to differ. Uh, I think he liked it or retweeted it or something. I saw his name on there. You're a Twitter expert, Casey. What's your thoughts on this? Uh, I was I was scrambling here to try to find out the name of the player who said it, but I mean it's talking season. And what do you want the kid to say? Was it, did I laugh at it? And did I say, oh man, they're putting bulletin board material up for Clemson? Absolutely. But what do you want him to say if asked a question? No, you know what? We're probably second best defense in the conference of course they're they're they, they return a lot of players that's why they're getting so much national love Peyton Wilson is is probably the top linebacker arguably in the conference and he's back for his 23rd year with NC State <laughs> I mean they're going to be really good on defense of course he's going to say they think they're the best but we got something for him I mean I, I would I would bash the kid if he didn't say that if he said he was oh, we're probably in the top three like so is it fodder? Is it good fodder? Is Should Clemson use it? Absolutely. But you can't fault the kid. I'm sorry. I'm probably in the in the minority on that. I don't fault the kid at all for saying it, for putting it on video, because you, you got to trust yourself and trust your guys. And he probably put a lot of – he's got a lot of faith in his guys, and now his guys are probably going to rally around him and get excited. If that game wasn't already ramped up, it's certainly going to be. Well, here's what I would say. He, he, he can say, you know, they're good and, and Clemson is good and we'll fi- we'll figure it out on October 1st or whatever instead of saying Clemson think they're the best you know that's all I'll say Zach what's your take I, he I mean he messed himself up right honestly he had the bulletin board material of Clemson's you know all the media building Clemson up as the best defense he could have literally took that stuck it on the NC State bulletin board and left it there and use it for themselves. Instead, he rebuttals, and then guess what it turns into? Fodder for a Clemson, which as a Clemson even needed it. But, you know, shot himself in the foot. It, this is this is social media, it's finest, uh, just, you know, twisting a pretzel and, and out of something that really wasn't anything to start with, and it, it didn't need to turn into anything, but here we are, you know? Twisting a pretzel. Yeah, you know, like, that's, that's, a pretzel? That's, that's a pretty good one, Zach. Oh, I like uh, that. Kurt Scholl says he can't wait for Adam Randall to light up NC State. Hopefully, Adam Randall will be there. And, Kurt, I don't think I've seen your name before, so we appreciate you checking us yeah, out and, thanks, and checking in and commenting. Um, we'll be here every week except for the weeks that we aren't. Um, Very specific. <laughs> I, saw, I saw this. I saw this today. Uh, just came over the wire before the show. Do, 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 do. Breaking news. Pittsburgh names Kidan Slovis their starting quarterback. So – um, you know, lost a good quarterback to the NFL, but apparently they've got at least a decent one. He couldn't keep his job at Southern Cal, but at least a decent quarterback for Pittsburgh. What do we think about Pittsburgh this year? And Kadan Slovis at quarterback locks. We'll go to you first. Oh, all right. What team number are we on for this quarterback? It was what USC. Where was he last year? doesn't matter anymore locks <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> it's keep on transferring he, he, was at, he was at usc the whole time he just it wasn't the whole you're, time? Thinking, you're thinking of the other one that was at georgia the oh, other usc quarterback yeah, JT daniels, JT JT daniels, daniels is west, out virginia. west virginia and then georgia okay i'm sorry i'm getting all of them confused again <laughs> don't pay attention to names uh just just no uh i don't know anything you're like, uh, you're like Dabo Sweeney, just call them by their number. Number 17 right. over there. Grab by the number. Yeah, grab by the face mask. Uh, good for you. I mean, I honestly, Marty, I, I don't know a ton about it. I'm not going to lie. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh is, is uh, rebuilding, I'm sure, as usual. We're not We're not pros. We're, we're doing the best we can. 
Esley, and if I say your name wrong, I'm sorry, Pendleton Jr. says Shipley too. I think he was responding uh, to Kurt who wanted uh, Adam Randall to light up NC State. And that looks like a new name too. So thank you for joining us, Esley. Um, again, apologize if I'm hosing up your name. I tend to do that. Zach doesn't know him. I can't read him. That's uh, <laughs> that's how we roll around here. What do you think about Kidon Slovis? Casey is somebody who does know names and does keep up with them. Well, Pittsburgh's going to be pretty decent. They did lose their, obviously, their top wide receiver to, uh, what's the, what's that word, to, to some, um, God, hacking, basically. USC took a you know, anyway, uh, I, I think Pitt also lost their offensive coordinator, Mark Whipple. He went over to North Nebraska. Uh, they lost their quarterback. I think this is a great move for, for Slovis, but we don't know much about Frank Signetti Jr., the offensive coordinator at Pitt, who replaces Whipple. It's a whole much ado about nothing, I think. I think this is a great stop for him. I, I don't know what was behind Slovis at Pitt. I think he was pretty much the only option going in this year. So we'll see. I think Pittsburgh's going to be pretty decent, though. They they bring back a lot on their defense, and they have a couple guys that are back on offense. I believe their offensive line is back intact. They're going to be tough. Watch out. They might beat Miami. Defending ACC champion Pitt Panthers in football never thought i'd say that or at least not anytime soon um there's some questions in the comments about adam randall saying he's out there running routes and cutting great kurt show esley says randall's got the green shirt on so sounds like he's getting there right john chancy had a question for the panel beef you go first on this one <laughs> who's more uh, i way? think miami uh, Notre Dame, usc or texas I think this year it's Miami. I just, I'm not bought in yet. I know TVD, Tyler Van Dyke, is a good quarterback. I thought he was great last year for them. I'm just not sure that uh, Mario Cristobal's recruiting has kind of hit yet. And I think they're a year or two away. I think they're getting way too much love early in the season. It's a wait and see for me with them. It's Again, it's one of those things. It's college football is always better when the U is is back. I don't think they're back yet. I think people are always trying to push these Texas, USC, Miami to the front, and and hope that they're back and you know so they can be the first one to say it. I don't think Miami's back yet. I think they are the most overrated right now. Next year, talk to me. Well, I may switch my team. Zach Logs Parker, who you got on that list, or any anybody else? Uh, that would be your number five ranked Notre Dame Fighting Irish, easily, I think. They are staring at at least three losses, maybe four, I think. So, uh, good team, for sure. Hard schedule, yes. Uh, Ohio State, USC, North Carolina, you know, Clemson, obviously. Uh, Boston College, even. Who knows? You know, they got to do some traveling around, too. So, it's 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 tough there for the, for them. I, I do think they have a good team returning and and a, and a good coach to to build around. But it's it's just a, a little bit of a high ranking for me to start the year. I think this is the this is the um, this is the part that gets me. There's a lot of talk about Clemson breaking in new coordinators, but there's no talk about Notre Dame breaking in a new yeah. head coach. Right? Right. It's just like it's a given because he's a fan favorite, and I think early on he's a media favorite. Now, that certainly could change, but it appears to me that they're just skipping over the fact that he's a new head coach. He's never coached a game. He's at the bowl game, I think, and they lost that, which is not fair to, to put on his record, but that's the way it goes. But there's going to be bumps and bruises. There was, you know, for Nick Saban, there was for Dabo Sweeney, there is for almost every new coach except ryan day i think and i mean he lost two games last year that he should have won so um anyway uh chris cox says uh hey chris great to see you bud don't think slovis has been the same since the shoulder surgery uh jared clark notre dame has the best o-line in the country we heard that last year from palk friend of the show and the other show palk um uh notre dame honk by the way uh, we heard that last year, and they couldn't beat Cincinnati in a good group of backs. Their backs are thin. They lost uh, somebody at the beginning of the summer. They're really thin at running back. They lost a wide receiver for the year. 
they're gonna. I think there are gonna be some struggles on offense for Notre Dame this year. Not gonna, and they got a new quarterback also. So a new quarterback, thin at running back and receiver, and I think there are gonna be some struggles for Notre Dame. I don't. I don't know if they'll lose five games, but um, I think there will be some struggles. Okay, guys. I said I was gonna share the screen when we look at these week zero games. So I didn't want you guys to. Well, is this, does this work? It's the big button on the left. <laughs> no, it does not work. I'll just read through them. Uh, I'm so prepared. All right, the week zero games are. Look on the uh, paper in front of you. I know. Uh, I know the beef has his printed out. He uh, still goes through paper like it's 1983. Um, Nebraska is a 13 point favorite over Northwestern. Anybody got any takes on that game? It's in Ireland. Hey. That's it. That's it. All right. No, I, I think Nebraska, no, I think Nebraska is, is on one of these rebound years. I really – I think they lost, what, nine games last year by a total of 27 points. I, you know, there, if anything could have gone wrong last year for Nebraska, it did. And so I think this year they're going to get off on the right foot. I think this is a good matchup for them on week zero with with Northwestern get that first win, probably get a convincing win early. Northwestern's always tough, but I think Nebraska comes out and uh, and kind of takes care of business in the motherland, and uh, I think this is going to be a good start, kind of a jumping-off point for Nebraska moving forward. Do you think they cover the 13 points? I do, yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, next up is an even better game, Utah State. Uh or Connecticut travels to Utah to play Utah State. Utah State minus 27. Locks, beef, who's got what here? My word, a 27-point underdog to start the season. Their poor guys are traveling. UConn just, they're a basketball team, aren't they? I mean, it's rough. I, you got to figure they're going to cover it, aren't they, at home? I, I don't know, beef. You know better than I do on this one. Jim. Jim Moore yeah. Jr. is his first year at UConn. Uh, it, it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> I think I do. I have a, a very good friend that's a Utah State alum. You're plugged in. I am actually <laughs> plugged in. I've, I've taken on a little bit of, of allegiance to Utah State. The Aggies out there, they're going to scare Alabama in week two, and they're going to put it on UConn this weekend. Yeah, It's not going to be close. Yeah, I have a, I have a, uh, I have a take on this, and I'm going to take UConn plus the 27 because of just what you said. They're going to be looking forward to Alabama next week, and they're just going to walk through it. Nelson asks Vanderbilt or Hawaii. That's our nightcap, Nelson. That's our nightcap. We're getting there. We're getting there. Chaser. <laughs> yes, we might need a chaser. Uh, Wyoming and Illinois. Illinois is an 11 point favorite. Thoughts? Going once. <laughs> Josh Allen. Josh Allen, alumni of Wyoming. Wyoming to cover. No idea. Is Lovey Smith, he's gone. No, or is he still there? He's a Houston Texans head coach. Yeah, there you go. See, that's how much I know. I remember he was on the sideline that one time with the, with the beard. Uh, I got nothing on, on, on Well, uh, certainly Illinois. nothing on that game, but it's I know burned. you've got something on Florida Atlantic and Charlotte. <laughs> Bert Bielema. Oh, see? Florida Atlantic and Charlotte, Zach? Uh, Florida Atlantic <laughs> by seven, I guess. I, I yep. it's, it's it's such a W-E-A-K zero. Uh, yes. <laughs> what's the thing? <laughs> okay. Terrible. North Texas, Mean Green, and the UTEP Miners. Beef, you told me you wanted to talk about this game. Yeah, this is my- I love this game. I love this pick 'em battle for the best team in Texas. I am so excited for the Mean Green and the Miners. When you know all bets are off when these two teams <laughs> battle in wherever the hell they're playing this game. Oh, Kurt says he's taking Hawaii. We'll get to that in just a minute. I think it's on the Hawaii game. Holy smokes. There can't be too many more of these things because it's painful. <laughs> Nevada Wolfpack at New Mexico State Aggies. Nevada is a nine-point favorite. Locks, got a, any thoughts on this game besides <laughs> wanting it to be over? That's a, that's a hot one out west. It's going to be way late. Uh, I'll check it in the morning on Sunday, and that'll be about it. Uh, 
God. I mean, take the favorite uh, to cover. I don't know. Nine points. I got nothing. New Mexico State <laughs> has to play in there. They're independent. They play teams like two and three times. I think they played Liberty one year like three times. <laughs> it's amazing. It's like three weeks. <laughs> Thank God for UConn and UMass. Otherwise, New Mexico State would be the worst team in Division One football. Go Pack. Yes, yes. Okay, now the game of the week. The one everybody in the comments is talking about. Vanderbilt is giving eight points at Hawaii. Now, I may not be able to put this up on the screen, but um, and I don't think I'll be able to play it either. Uh, let me pull up my sound here. Great podcasting, Marty. Here we go. It's still early in the life of this podcast. Right. We're in the infancy. Can you hear that, guys? No. Nope. Nice. Turn that thing off. Basically, give us the Cliffs notes first. Yeah. Basically, the uh, player development director, director of player development at Hawaii, said. These 9,300 people that are going to be in this stadium on Saturday are going to sound like 90,000, and Vanderbilt has no idea what's in store for them. So, uh, yep. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> Nelson said his dog went crazy. I, oh, he must have bet on Vanderbilt. Um, uh, bam. Uh, and Kurt says, oh, damn, I thought it was six points. It's eight points, eight. the biggest game of the week. Everybody loves picking this game. Locks, you're the champion. You go first, bud. All right. Give me Hawaii. Just just give them to me. The, the vaunted amount of travel that Vanderbilt is going to have to face to get to Hawaii, like, it's going to be a brutal game. I, I, I think Hawaii uh, may even pull the upset. Wow. Who knows? I I see oh. something interesting on this sheet. Go ahead, Marty. I was just going to say before I let you go, Beef, that Locks may not know this. Apparently, he doesn't follow Hawaii football as closely as I do. They have 52 new players this year. Timmy Chang is now their head coach, his first it's, game. It's Vanderbilt. <laughs> <laughs> Minor detail. Kurt Schull says, no way Vandy beats someone with more than a TD. John Chancy says, Vanderbilt versus Hawaii may figure out how to finish with negative points. Everybody's on this game. <laughs> Vandy over 2.5 wins by Chris Cox. Fear the new logo, the, the big V. Vandy. Yeah. Chris has fired him off. Timmy Chang on the sidelines, not on the field. Huge. Uh, Vandy players will be more worried about getting laid. Kurt Schull. Oh. <laughs> I think that goes for more than Vandy Vandy players, but uh, Casey, you had interesting, some interesting. Yeah, I mean, that, point to make. I like I like all this going on over here. <laughs> the, uh, so I'm looking at the FPI, and I thought it was a mistake, but it says that in all the other games, you know, the favorite is getting significant better percentage. In this game, Vanderbilt has 28% FPI chance to win, yet they're eight point favorites. I just found that interesting. Give the me travel. the rainbows. The travel. Wait, they're not the Rainbows anymore. They're the Rainbow Warriors. Give Warriors. me the Rainbows all day. I mean the Rainbow Warriors all day. I'm taking Vandy all day. Give, them the, give them the eight points just, just, just to be different. And I wish I had a third team I could choose in this game, but um, I'll take Vanderbilt for maybe <laughs> their only win of the season, right? Could be their only win of the season. A couple of ACC games. You know, guys, we give the ACC network, or at least I do, a really hard time because, like, when the – ACC baseball tournament was going on. They were showing the replay, not the actual live game, but the replay of the Boston College spring football game while the SEC network was showing, oh, go figure, the SEC baseball tournament. Shocker, right? Weird. Well, the <laughs> ACC is making up for it this week, fellas. They are airing on Saturday. They open up with Florida State in Duquesne. <laughs> football and then they follow that that bad boy up with north carolina and florida a&m the acc network finally gets it 
knows what to put on to attract all, uh, you know, they want to get out of that measly deal they have with ESPN. ESPN's surely going to say, well, let's just scrap that 2036 deal and let's renew your contract because you're putting on Florida State and Duquesne, North Carolina, and Florida A&M. Can it, can it get any worse for this sad network, Casey the Beef Cregan? Look out for Jerry Schmidt's fighting um, – uh, I don't know what they're called. It's okay. Uh, the fighting – Pirates or something? I don't know. I could, I, that, that was the joke. I, I don't – I really don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm not yeah, going to lie. I didn't know how to pronounce Duquesne until you guys said it. There's an S well, in there. A, I guess it's silent. I, was, I, I got nothing. It's in Pittsburgh. <laughs> it's in Pittsburgh. That's all I know. And I think uh, John Chancey said they're the Dukes. So I, I trust them. Yeah. Actually, it's funny. Their offensive coordinator – I believe went to my high school. I just clicked on him by accident. But anyway, everybody uh, went to your high school. Everybody, everybody, everybody went there, except you two schmoes. <laughs> uh, no, I, uh, I got nothing. ACC uh, Network, Spurtles for all. Spurtles for all. Yeah, uh, Duquesne and uh, the Duquesne Dukes. Uh huh. Pretty smart there, right? Um, next week, right. fellas, we're doing it for real. But before then. I've been talking. I haven't seen him in the comments tonight, but maybe he's scared of this show and he might change his mind after he listened to us tonight. But I've been working with J.P. Priester. We're talking about maybe doing a Twitter Spaces before the Georgia Tech game. Still time and place. Well, the place will be Twitter Spaces. The place will be your phone. But uh, J.P. Priester and I are talking about doing a Twitter Spaces. He said if he's not busy, which, you know, he's always busy. So maybe it will never happen. But uh, we're still trying to figure out what the best night to do it is. It's a little awkward with the Labor Day game on a Monday night instead of a Saturday. We're talking about Sunday afternoon, evening time, so we'll have to see. But maybe we'll be able to do something with uh, J.P. Priester. Everybody's welcome to come join us. Casey said he would be glad to talk. I know that shocks everybody in this off in this in this uh, video. Willie Simmons, coach at Florida A&M. Yeah, I was going to ask if Willie was still the coach, but um, oh, yeah. apparently. The answer is yes. But so bookmark that. Follow um, Sluggo Podcast, and I'll let you know if we do the if we get the Twitter spaces up. Complete. Casey will join us, and me and Casey and JP. And whoever else wants to talk is welcome. Talk about Clemson football before the opening game at Georgia Tech on Monday, September 5th. Casey, I said it would be a short show. It's actually longer than last week. So uh, tell the people thank you, and let's get out of here. Thanks to everybody in the comments, by the way. We have 51 comments tonight. That might be a new record. Cool. And Tiger and Tiger commenter in the comment section. So imagine that. Thanks to everyone in the Southern News Reserve College Football Discussion Facebook group, especially Nelson Wilhite for all his help. John Chancey for being a good all-around guy. Uncle John McGee, as always. Sluggo Podcast. And each and every one of you who listens, likes, shares, and participates on behalf of Marty Seldom News Reserve Coleman, Zach Locks Parker, I am Casey the Beef Cregan. Thanks so much for listening and watching and commenting. We'll see you right here next week. Check out rubbingtherock.com, Chopping Beef Show tomorrow night. And maybe a Twitter space is coming to you soon. Hey, guys, next week, it's for real. Start counting next week. Get ready, Locks. You're going down. I believe it. I think we're done here.